Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I was in a place where I just had lost hope. I'm like, you know what, Lord? If, I'm, if it was just for me to be single, just tell me. You yeah, good reason. Think. Yeah, good reason to, get, uh, to give up hope. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I have been really good friends. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep it lit. We live <laughs> intensely and transparently. So, Kelly was one of those people that I've always said deserved a good man. And she was just a good, solid friend that I was just like, mm-hmm. she is such a great person. Yeah. I was like, but your picker is extremely off. Mm-hmm. I said, you go pick the worst person you can pick, then try to make them the best person. Mm-hmm. And then you losing yourself and breaking yourself in the process of trying to heal them. Right. And then you find yourself broken, empty handed because they went on. You've, you've healed them enough yeah. to go. Yeah. Find somebody else. So what did you learn from that situation? When you, your last situation that you went through, you thought that this was something that could be promising. Mm -hmm. What did you think about when you met him? What was that process mentally? Because you get your, as you're being healed from the past situation and God is bringing you something new, you know, you can get triggered from past stuff and all Mm -hmm. that. So what, how did you cope with allowing yourself to open up to receive Isaiah? Um, he was very patient, and I and I told Good. him from the very beginning that I felt like, and I say it all the time, that he was God's, he's the reflection of God's love for me. Mm. I'm LaTerris R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, LaTerris R. Whitfield. Listen, thank y'all so much for supporting the podcast, but do you have commitment issues? Stop what you're doing. Hit that subscription button. Stop shacking up with us and subscribe. Make sure you turn on your notification bell so you'll be notified on upcoming episodes. Man, y'all have been rocking with us. I see the channel growing. I'm getting all your feedback, your comments. Uh, You're finding a lot of value in this podcast, and that blesses me tremendously. Well, this episode is going to be powerful. I invited my friends on the podcast. Listen, without further ado, welcome my homie, Isaiah Williams. And my homegirl, Kelly Marie. What's up, y'all? Woo-hoo. What's up? What's up Man, you know, I've been trying to get y'all in here for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, because you way out there in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, you just got off the plane. So thank you so much Absolutely. for, I mean, fresh off the yeah, plane. fresh off, 14 hours. Can't, yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah, Literally. yeah. yeah the, 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 the plane's been counseling right. and doing all kind of stuff. Uh, shout out to America. <laughs> shout down to America. Yeah, shout down, shout down to American for y'all cancellations. But listen, man, um, y'all met in a unique way. And so we're going to call this episode IG Love. Mm. IG Love. IG Love. Man, a lot of people wonder can you actually find love uh, on social media networks? And y'all have a powerful testimony. Um, so tell us, how did y'all meet, Kelly? As you. <laughs> I normally let him tell the story, then I correct him when he leaves. Well, go ahead then. Go ahead. I don't want to mess up y'all flow. I say, okay. what happened? Go ahead. What happened? So here's what happened. So I was, I just moved to at the time Florida. Mm-hmm. Right. It was October first. Um, I only had been there three weeks by the time I met Kelly. 
Um, but Kel and I used to talk all the time on IG, right? Okay. Just over the story, right? Over the IG story. You just comment on Just comment here and there. You know, no no, fe- no flex and no finesse. No, <laughs> no trying to pull up, none of that. We just kept it cool. But this particular day, I can't remember what it was we were talking about. Um, but I was on the way to a young adult event at the church. My first one there. And, I, at, and at this point, I just started sending audio messages, which I had never done that before with her. And... Uh, and then she sent me one back. I'm like, dang, she, you know how it is. You hear that voice? She be like, oh, she's like, like, she bad. So like, she fine. She bad. So I look, I had to go back in the store and be like, like, okay, yeah, she look bad. So um, I was like, yo, I got a car. We can, we can chop it up later. We were just talking. So I left, went to the event, put the phone in my pocket, got to the event, but I had still my AirPod in my ear. So I'm sitting at the table, just like we are, <laughs> talking to somebody I never met before, introducing myself. And I hear something say hello. And I'm like, Jesus, is that you? Who? You know what I'm saying? Hello? Hello? And I'm like, damn, I'm tripping. So I'm like, hello? So I took, I got, I reached in my pocket, got my phone. And here she is on the other end of my phone, FaceTime. And all my glory. And all her glory. With uh, the score phone. Come on. It was a Saturday. Okay, listen. <laughs> so I, I said, how you, how you get on my phone? I said, you called me. What you because mean? She said, you called me. She said, the first time it was all black. So apparently my phone called twice. Mm-hmm. And listen. The That's moment crazy. I got on the phone with her, I stepped out of the event <laughs> and I was on the phone for like 25 minutes. I just started telling her my whole life. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> then I, you did. My daddy was in prison when I was three. <laughs> he was gone 26 years. I, and you know, <laughs> look, you know, they teach you like sometimes one of my mentors, you tell me some people you meet, you, you hold it like you, if your hands are like this, he said, trust it. Some people you meet, your hands open like this. Yeah. And it was just one of those things when I saw her, I was like, I need to tell her everything. <laughs> I drank when I was five. I did. <laughs> and literally, since that day, we've talked every day. Yeah. So Kelly, how did it feel for him to tell you? Did you feel like he was oversharing? Or did you, did you feel that connection as well? No, um, I, I did feel the connection, but I was so guarded. Yeah. So I just was kind of like, you know, we'll see if it's going to be consistent or not. But I mean, I was just, I was listening. I was like, okay, there's no, I don't think he's lying about anything. because <laughs> The he, stuff he's telling, ain't he, no reason to tell the truth about it. Huh? No but um, yeah, so he said, he's like, can I call you tonight? I'm like, sure. So he sent me his number and um, I text him. And you got to tell him you want hold for anything I was going to call you. He was like, whatever. I, yeah, I was just like, if he call, he call. If he doesn't, he doesn't. For one thing, I didn't do long distance anything. Yeah. But I wasn't looking I wasn't looking for anything. I mean, I recognized he was fine, but it wasn't. How'd you recognize on the on the on the video call? Or did you go start looking at all the pictures and seeing if they add all up, if mm-hmm. it was consistent? Well, like he said, like we have been following each other. So I've seen them. So just like every day when you see people, you yeah. recognize attractive people, but you don't, you know, you just keep keep it moving. So that's kind of how it was. And then we talked that night forever. And then um then we talked the next night, and then we talked the next night, and then maybe like two weeks later, I think he flew here, mm. and um, that's when we met in person. So hold on. So what made you decide to uh, fly down? Two so weeks. I was already scheduled to be in Dallas to shoot some content. Well, yeah, Houston. Houston. Okay. And then it got rerouted to Dallas. You great storyteller. <laughs> it got rerouted to Dallas. So I was like, wait, you live in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I shot the car at that point. You picked me up from the airport. Mm-hmm. So. I'm flying in, and in my mind, I'm like, I can't believe I got a strange 
But she might do something to me. You know, women do crazy stuff. They she sure might, do. You watch Lifetime long enough, you see yeah. they take people. Yeah, yeah. But I That's said, real. man, I can't believe she picked me. I never met her before. This, that, and the third. You know, it was a lot of emotion. And when she picked me up, it was like automatic. Like the energy was right. It was good. So I did the content that night. And uh, she picked me up from there. And then we went out on our... Was that our, I guess that's our that first date. first day. Mm-hmm. We did. So how did you feel? When you when you saw him face-to-face, <clears throat> well, going to go pick him up, were you nervous? I was unbelievably comfortable. Oh, you was? Mm-hmm. So you wasn't so nervous driving up there? We spent a lot of time, there. like, talking. Okay. You know, so FaceTime did wonders. I mean, mm-hmm. so um, we had a maybe two weeks or so, like, FaceTiming yeah, sure. every day for yeah. hours. Um, so... But yeah, maybe pulling up to the airport is like, is this really happening? And then it's like, and then you don't know, if, you know, you see them on FaceTime and IG, but you still don't know if it's going to be the same. Like, if they going to look the same? Yeah. Is the energy going to be the same? But what was important to me is that we can have conversation. Good. So I knew that there was that element of it. So I'm like, at least we can talk if nothing else. And so I seen him walking out. I said, okay, I, I might can do this. Hold on. Nine foot three, <laughs> standing nine foot three. Right. So what'd you think when you saw him walking up as tall as he was? Uh, that was different for me. <laughs> um, I'm in Texas, and I don't know what it is. I guess everyone's like five seven, <laughs> but that's never been a huge thing for me. But it was nice. I will mm-hmm. admit, definitely it was nice. But um, yeah, so we went out that night, and we just walked downtown and talked some more. And like I said, I was very comfortable. I think we were holding hands and everything. And he was like. Are you like this with everybody? That's the first thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I said, just, hold up. I said, wait, wait, wait. I said, I said, you do this with everybody. Because you know, you walking down, you just feel that accidental brush. And I'm she so, like, and she didn't even want to leave. I don't know. I said, oh, I oh, oh what you like, you just scared me half to death. But Shut I said, up. I knew I knew I was in. <laughs> he said, you do this with everybody. I am a very affectionate person, um, but. I just felt really comfortable, and I For didn't sure. even realize it. Now looking back, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Kelly, that you was your first time. Though. You talk about it. Like, <laughs> you're like, that was my first time meeting this man, but it didn't feel like it. You said something key at the beginning of this conversation. You said you were very guarded when y'all first started communicating. Yes. What happened? Why? What? Why was these guards up? Uh, well, I am a divorcee of nine years, um, so you know you date during that time, and so. Yeah, I've just been disappointed a lot. And um, and during that time, I was going through counseling, my own personal like Good. therapy. And um, just trying to figure, I'm like, listen, Kelly, you're the common denominator here. So <laughs> let's start looking at ourselves here That's and good. make some better decisions. And so um, I just recognized that I didn't have any boundaries. You know, I just, I, I feel like I was uh, attracting takers. I'm a huge, I'm a giver. And mm-hmm. so, um, and it's not a problem, <laughs> yeah. but when you're unhealthy, it's like, you're just open to anything. And so like with him, so now he always says, I call him my guinea pig. I, he wasn't my <laughs> guinea pig, but everything that I was learning in counseling, I was like, Ooh, this is, a, this is a great opportunity yeah. to put into play what I'm learning, you know, good. even about myself and things like that. So that's why I didn't really know if it was going to go anywhere, but I just thought it would be good practice to put into play. <laughs> what like, did you what, say? You said, well, if this doesn't go anywhere... At least it was great practice. That's what you told me. No, that's not what she said. That's what she said. That's not what I said. I, what I told him was, 
I said, if this doesn't go anywhere, I am still grateful that we met because he had renewed my faith that someone like him. That sounds a whole lot better, Isaiah. That is what I said. Isaiah, you know? I mean, you did. Say. <laughs> That sounded a whole lot better. You talking about renew my it was faith? A, it was the truth because I had really had I, had, I was in a place where I just had lost hope. I'm like, you know what, Lord, if I'm if it was just for me to be single, just tell me. You, you know had good reason. Saying. You had good reason to get, uh, to give up hope. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I have been really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Keep it so lit. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep it lit. We live <laughs> intensely and transparently. So Kelly was one of those people that I've always said deserved a good man. And she was just a good, solid friend that I was just like, mm-hmm. she is such a great person. Yeah. I was like, but your picker is extremely off. Mm-hmm. I said, you go pick the worst person you can pick, then try to make them the best person. Mm-hmm. And then you losing yourself and breaking yourself in the process of trying to heal them. Right. And then you find yourself broken, empty handed because they went on. You've, you've healed them enough yeah. to go. Yeah. Find somebody else. And I was like, yeah, it's this codependency thing that keeps happening. And I was like, after coming out that last relationship she was involved in, I was like, you can't do this again. I like this is this is this is terrible. This guy was extremely terrible. You ain't got to say it, I'll say it. <laughs> extremely terrible. Yeah. And 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 it's one of those situations where you go, Kelly, why do you keep doing this? Like, no, why, no. why, what, what, what is this? Yeah. And certain people like that, and Kelly is a straight up empath. And mm-hmm. so being an empath, you will find people that are blood suckers. They will suck your energy and they will mm-hmm. suck your kindness, suck your nurturing spirit, suck your love out to build them up. And like she said, just a straight up taker. So yeah. what did you learn from that situation? When you, your last situation that you went through, you thought that this was something that could be promising. What did you think about when you met him? What was that process mentally? Because you get your, as you're being healed from the past situation and God is bringing you something new, you know, you can get triggered from past stuff and all mm-hmm. that. So what, how did you cope with allowing yourself to open up to receive Isaiah? Um, he was very patient. And I, and I told Good. him from the very beginning that I felt like, and I say it all the time, that he was God's, He's the reflection of God's love for me. Mm. And so once I start, when I now came into that. I don't get no better than that. She <laughs> exactly. says you yeah. are the, the reflection of God's love. See right there. There it is. Yeah. There it for is. For me. Yes. You know? And so you think about God's love and how it's freely given. You know, I, I feel like I didn't have to earn it, like, or anything. So we weren't on this merit system. But he just, I don't know, it was sacrificial. Like some of the things that he would do. And I'm like, why are you doing, you know, doing certain things? And I I made up in my mind, like, don't you do nothing. Don't you buy him nothing. Don't do this. Because mm-hmm. I, I was buying, you know, you yeah. know me. But anyway, yeah, you I'm doing, like, don't do yeah. anything. And um, I mean, I hate that he had to get that side of it. But it was just the patience. And then um, I think we had one conversation. You're like, I'm showing you everything. I don't understand. What's the problem? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing this, yeah. I'm doing it. And I'm like, yeah. well, people can give you your time. People can do this. And I don't mean that they're, you know. That's so, good. But, um, but he not only showed me through action, I mean, but it was verbal affirmation. It was so many different things. And then, then I had a dream. And in my dream, you know, God told me that he's not only good for me, I mean, good to me, but he's good for me mm. as well. And so I started letting the guards down. God shows up with you in dreams a lot. And we've Mm -hmm. had conversations about Mm -hmm. dreams. Isaiah, how did you feel when you're giving your best and she seems to be kind of like apprehensive about receiving it or not reciprocating that which you are given? 
you know, I, I, at points it was challenging because I, you don't never know, you never know the full story. Yes. Or the full yeah. why. Yeah. Uh, but I think the same way I look at it in my walk with the Lord, and as I chatted this before, it's like you do it from something, right? Like, so if I was loving her for something, then that would make me offended. That would make me upset, impatient, um, all of those things. But because I was doing it from a place of love, right? Mm -hmm. I was just, whenever she didn't respond in a certain way, that posture or that place in my heart was like, you didn't do it for that. Mm -hmm. You're not doing it for her to, you just doing to show her what this feels like, how much. And for me, it was good for me because I had an opportunity to exercise a part of me that I had never been able to do before. Talk about mm-hmm. it. See, men, we don't have an opportunity to talk about that a lot yeah. because we we put these walls and these barriers up in front of our heart yeah. to allow yeah. ourselves to love on a deeper level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that, Isaiah? What happened? I, I think, um, especially in this relationship, for me, is that or in relationships past or when anybody has walked through something, you feel like even if you try to do something, maybe you get cut down mm-hmm. or maybe it's not good enough or maybe it's too critiqued or whatever the yeah. case may be. But in this, I felt like it was a blank canvas. Yes. And I wanted to. You wanted to. Like I wanted to just pop up, not to say and catch you in doing Yeah. But I wanted to, I just want to pop up. I just want to see you. Mm. And when, you know, a lot of, t- a lot of times dudes say, well, I ain't really romantic. I said that for years. I'll be 41. I've been saying all my life, right? Because people say, man, you ain't romantic. I'll be like, well, dang, I ain't romantic. But then it's like you're never given an opportunity because there's always a demand on you. Yeah. You need to do this. You need to do that. And that makes me say, I don't want to do it. You, know you start saying? rebelling against it. <laughs> yeah. Like you want. So, yeah. so in this case, I'm like, because it's so open. I can stretch those muscles. So I got an opportunity. Now use that word. I got an opportunity to love her from a place of like, of, of being whole at the same time saying, look, I'm not, I might not get this right, but I'm going to just, I'm going to just send you some flowers and see, because it was for her, but it was for me too. Your, your practice. It was so my practice. So, so y'all both, y'all both was practicing. Yeah, you was over exercising the muscle yeah. too that you have never done, and uh, she's yep. pulling back saying, That's right. "I always do this so uh, so much in relationships." So let me pull this off, and now I'm going yeah. through counseling for and sure. therapy. They're teaching me how to put healthy boundaries for up. Sure. Yeah. So you're all practicing. You're yeah. both practicing with each other, yeah. and y'all are working the deficiencies that y'all both yeah, have, sure. and yeah. it's becoming y'all strength. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's powerful. That's Absolutely. powerful. So you said. You wanted to do that. What was it? What What about Kelly made you want to step outside of your normal self and and uh, explore the romance side of you? You know, kind of. You learn people. You know, to have enough conversation with people, and our relationship was based on conversation. Yeah. Yes. Right. So it wasn't that I was getting intel. I just think for me, being a man of faith, in conjunction with me, kind of being locked in with her, I was just knowing like. She need this and I need this too, right? Because when you hear a person say, well, I'm always doing this, I'm always doing that, I'm like, perfect. Mm-hmm. I never got to do that and I never got to do that. <laughs> Let's see how this works. <laughs> and the more that that happened, I can remember a couple of times she was just crying like, why are you? That's some Reese's Pieces. I did. The first what? time. The first time. Hold on. What happened, Kevin? What happened, Kevin? It's a Reese's. It was, it was gummy bears. The first, time, the first time he came to Dallas, 
<laughs> so some gummy bears. So every time on FaceTime, I was eating gummy bears all the time. So wow. the first time he came to Dallas, he was like, move. he was like, Great I got you something. Then. And it was gummy bears. Yeah. And I said, You paid I started crying. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand it. Oh my God. Like, it's gummy bears. Cause and I'm it was telling, more than that. Tell him what know, it was. What you know, was it about? You paid you were paying attention. I never said it. You know, he just saw it when we were talking on the phone or whatever the case. I'm eating my gummy bears. And the fact that he just did it on his own, I'm like, man, you you pay attention to me. Like, <laughs> you know, you consider me. And that that's always been um, a thing for me. And in that past relationship you were talking about, I had went to, you had Didi and Bruce on here before. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. went to their wedding. And that was one of the things. And actually him and I went to that wedding together. Mm-hmm. I tell Didi and Bruce all the time they broke us up because I went to that wedding <laughs> and I was like, that is not. <laughs> that is not what I, have I don't get what in but, the world. Um, we joke around about that all the time. But um, but she said something in her vows, and she was just saying like how you know Bruce considers her all the time, and that was important to me. And yes. I'm looking at him like you don't ever consider me. <laughs> well, it is. Flashback. But no, um, so it was just that, you know, that he was mindful, you know, he paid attention to to small details. So, yes, the gummy bears made me cry. When I say that's so important because like and I just hate the way society has promoted this gold diggerish mentality uh, or. Um, the lyrics of get that bread, that head, then leave, you know, mm-hmm. that mentality. Mm-hmm. It it, yeah, yeah. It's telling people just come run, take what you can d- get from a dude and mm-hmm. run off. Mm-hmm. And it's creating an unhealthy mentality for even men because they mm-hmm. looking like, oh, you just trying to come find out what you can get from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's training women to be the type that's go find out what you can get from him and mm-hmm. take from him. Mm-hmm. Instead of people being in tune with each other, like y'all were to say, I'm going to get some gummy bears. Mm -hmm. You know, and the gummy bears is so powerful because Mm -hmm. it shows that you cared about him. And that, that, and that, I mean, that he cared about you enough to look at you enough Mm -hmm. without you saying anything. And I just wish that that is promoted more because we're told something different. Mm-hmm. Go get some Christian Louboutin shoes. You ain't mm-hmm. never said nothing about no Christian yeah. Louboutin. You right. say they hurt yeah. your feet if you walk in it, but I'm going to get it because that's what all the women want. Right. And you like, huh? Mm-hmm. And then he gets you some gummy bears. You're like, oh my God. you like, oh, but I yeah. spent all this money on these shoes. You're like, I don't even care about the shoes. They hurt my feet. Listen, these gummy bears. cheaper too. Yeah, a whole lot cheaper. a lot cheaper too. What you about to say? What you about to say, Kel? <laughs> but it's, it's valuable even though. But yeah, I've had that before where I was given, you know, lavish gifts per se, but it wasn't me. And I was just like, that's not even, I don't like that. You, you know, know what happens I don't like is, gaudy things. What happens is, is that person is serving you the way they served every other woman. Mm-hmm. And, and, a, and a person can identify that because you say, that's not unique. You don't even listen to me. Like, why, mm-hmm. why are you, it's like, so, like you're allergic to shellfish and, and he takes you to uh, a, a, a seafood restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you like, no sense. It, but it's real nice. It's a high end. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everything. And he's like, but all the women, I, I mean, the women I go out with, they love this restaurant. Right. You're like, but I told you I have a self is allergy. Why are you right. taking me here? Right. So you always complain about something. <laughs> I can't do nothing right mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to take you out this nice date. And you're like, you don't even listen to me. Like right. you're, you're not dating me. You're dating all the other girls that you uh-huh. had in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful because once you said that you broke down into tears about that and to feel seen. Oh, yeah. help me, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You felt seen in that moment because you never had to say what it was, but he saw you. And we mm-hmm. do the shot. And for me, when I first came, I think I had the gummy bears, but you had the 
cologne. You had the honey citrus mint tea in the car. Yep. Yeah, from Starbucks because mm-hmm. you know I drink that. That's what you drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so you brought that to mm-hmm. when you picked them the up. Car, I had mm-hmm. to, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I ain't cry right. <laughs> inside, so inside, you cried inside. But, uh-huh. you, but I think it's just like, dang. Yeah, you know, and I. <laughs> but it's a small, it's a, it's a small stuff that yeah. gets you messed up because. Uh. I've learned, and I think we're learning, that the goal is to try to outlove each other. Oh, that that's what I always goal. say. I right? say it all the time. If I'm worried about you, and you worried about me, that's not an opportunity to be selfish, because we both yeah. know everybody's covered. And right. no one's at a deficit either. Yeah, exactly. Because mm. that's, exactly. that's where we both, you know, have been. Yes. You know? So, it's a good segue. So, you both have experienced being married before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many years were you married uh, in the past, Isaiah? And Man, listen. 18. 18 years married. Mm-hmm. 18 years. And you got, how old were you when you got married? <laughs> a child. I was 21. 21 years old. Yeah. What did you learn about yourself? Oftentimes I ask people, what did you learn about your past marriage? No, I want to yeah. ask you, what did you learn about yourself coming out of that 18 year marriage? Trust yourself. That I could trust myself. Because initially, in the beginning, before we even got started, I went back. I was like, I don't think it's a good idea. At 21 years old, you thought of that. I don't really think this is. It's not that you're not a good idea. It's not that you're not a. For me, this I don't think this is a good situation. And um, but I learned something about myself that to a degree, and I never even said this to this, but you some level you have to be a people pleaser to do something that you really don't want to do, but you feel like it's better for the other person. Other person. Mm -hmm. But then you get involved 18 years later. You done grown up in it. Mm-hmm. Your whole life is you go from a kid and I'm turning around. I'm, I'm grown, grown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I learned to, I learned to trust myself. Um, and to a degree, not in a selfish way, but to put myself first. Because when you're in a situation like that, those are your exploratory years. Yeah. Right? So there's no exploring mm-hmm. in those years while, while you're married. Um, because for me, it was just survival mode. I was so young. I started off, had a job working at Office Max. It's overnight stuff. Wow. <laughs> you know I, mean? I had a kid ASAP. Yeah. ASAP. I, you, it, 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 life happened automatically. Fast. Real fast. You know, so a lot of that for me was just learning to trust myself, knowing that I do know what's good for myself. There it is. You know what I mean? That was important for me. Kale, what'd you learn from your past marriage? Um... I saw um, or I found out that I found my identity um, in the person, in the marriage, things of that nature. And when you do that and it doesn't work out, then you're you're left like, I have no idea who the heck I am. You know, depression can creep in. That is what happened. Um, So there was a lot of different things. I, I also learned that. I didn't even really know who I I was. And I guess that goes back to the identity piece too. But um, sometimes people recognize who you are before, before you do. And so I would put myself on the back burner all the time, you know, um, in that situation, which is another reason why I think um, I would say the Lord allowed me <laughs> to be single for so long. But so just long, to, you say so long, nine years. Mm-hmm. You feel like that was a long time? 
I did child listen because I thought I said what okay now Jesus I know I'm a good one <laughs> and my child listen to be it be young kids um she would always say my surgery she was little mama you're so pretty I don't know why why don't you have a husband why don't I said listen <laughs> Okay. And what we did though, what we did was um we have a journal and I said, Oh, come on. I said, What would you like in a bonus dad? I said, whatever, because I was believing God for her husband. And she was believing she was believing God for a bonus dad. Well, she I think she just really wanted that for me. For you, too, yeah. Because she sure. she sees family as mom, dad, you know, and I will always tell her, No, you and I, we're a family. Yeah, you but did. you know, that is her vision of a, a family. So anyway, we would sit down and talk about the different characteristics that she wanted. She wanted somebody to take her to school. She wanted somebody to, you know, give her hugs, you know, just little things like that. And so, I mean, I tell people all the time, like, I'm not just trying to gas him. Like, literally, I could not have picked a better person. And my kid absolutely loves him. He's good for her. And she knows, like, you know, he's not here to take the place of dad, but, you know, he's here as additional support. And she calls, like, like so, that's a bonus dad, or will be, because I'm engaged. I don't know if we talked about there that yet, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. but anyway, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway um, yeah, so, um, but the question was, what did I learn um, about myself? So I really didn't come into understanding of certain things until later on in life. So that is what kind of made me do the counseling too. So I can learn things about myself. And that's how I learned about the codependency. I learned about just other aspects of me that weren't bad, but if you're not whole, it's toxic, you know, so it opens doors for that. So um, just getting, so even though it, it was nine years, it took me, that amount of time to really focus on me. And I will see that I'm spending so much time investing in other people and relationships. And I never put that amount of investment in myself. Mm. And the moment that I did <laughs> literally, I mean, it's, I don't know. No, finish know, that sentence. The minute but, you did, what happened? <laughs> well, here he comes. And my that's what I want you to say. <laughs> yeah. The minute that yeah. you did. So we talk about the 40 years running around in the wilderness, but it was yeah. some lessons that had to be learned yeah. because that was supposed to be what they say. That trip was supposed to be like, what? Like it was 11 like 11 days, yeah, yeah. 11 yeah. days. And they turned the 11 day trip into 40 years mm -hmm. because it took them that long to learn that mm -hmm. which they were supposed to learn in order to get to their promised land yeah. to the, and you know, and so the reality is that what is so dope about what you said. That's why I want to hear why, why do you feel like it was so long? Mm -hmm. Uh, because <sighs> it's so powerful. I, I liken relationships a lot to raising kids mm -hmm. because as you know, mm -hmm. I adopted Armani and at 18, you think you're supposed to do certain things or have certain privileges. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're not mature enough for it right. yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, it? every other 18, but you're not every other 18 year old. Yeah. Well, I see other people, you're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, and I said, you think as a father, I'm withholding Ooh. great things from you? Come you on. think I'm, or, or am I, Giving it, dishing you out based upon your responsibility yeah. and and your accountability to the thing that I'm giving you. And he was like, well, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, don't, I just don't understand. <laughs> I said, well, say you don't understand. Yeah. But as a good father, that's good. I'm gonna give good gifts. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. to give good gifts. Yeah. So if you ain't ready for it, then you ain't ready for it. Yeah. But only you're gonna show me whether enough you're qualified for the gift. And yeah. so when we look at marriage, because marriage is such a powerful thing, it's something that God enacted, it's the institution that God blessed and our 
ordained that we say, I should get married. I should get married. And at 21 years old, you get married, get a divorce. You were at, how old were you when you got married? Yeah, the same. I was 21. 21 years old, got married, got divorced. Me, 28 years old, got married, got divorced. Mm -hmm. And so we, we say, are we ready for it? We ready, but are we really ready mm -hmm. for those powerful vows that we say? Yeah. Till death do us part. How many years were you married? Six. And you were married how many? 18. 18. And then I was married two weeks shy of 10 years. Wow. I'm still alive. Yeah. You still Come alive. So we, so we didn't go to that death do us right. part. Right. And so we don't understand what that truly means. And so yeah. uh, as I approach the, the the marriage vows and understand and unpack what that truly means is mm -hmm. for me to challenge myself and say, if my wife turned into a, a, a paraplegic, am I able to deal with that? Uh, through sickness and in health. Mm -hmm. if, mm -hmm. if if I if I have a wife and um um or if me if something happens to me where I'm totally broken and poor for a season, can she handle that? Or would mm -hmm. she be like, oh no, when I married you, you you yeah. you're doing mm -hmm. a whole lot better. I can't deal with this right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what does those vows really mean? Mm -hmm. And and what does it look like when it's actually in action? Um, and so when I look at when I look at you talking about you went through depression, how bad did it get, Kelly? It got pretty bad. It got so bad that I saw a video. Yeah. I saw a video that you posted. One of the most powerful videos I've seen from a from a friend. And what was in that video and what was that project? Um so um I was not gonna share, you know, that that but I God told me to do the video and he told me to just share my story. And um so in the in the video, I just went into um, pieces of the divorce and um, what it did to me. And when I came home, all his stuff was gone. You know how that um, affected me. And we were already we were going through some some issues, but I wasn't expecting to come home to you know an empty place. Um, <clears throat> so kind of like I, I was a virgin when I got married. So I think sometimes you think. You are entitled because you like, Lord, I did this, I, I did this, I did with that. You, Jesus. So you think you're <laughs> entitled to not going through anything, you know? So I'm like, this is not my story. This should not, <laughs> this should not be my story, Lord. You know, um, always was in church serving, you know, all that stuff. But anyway, um, so I was coming home one one day, and uh, actually took him to my neighborhood. And I showed him. The area, but anyway, That's good. Um, I was, you know, it, it was difficult to get up every morning. Um, I, there's a part of that time that I don't even remember. Like my, my child was so young. I don't remember her taking her first steps. I don't remember her going from um, baby food to table food because that part of my life was so, you Boy. know, traumatic yeah. in a sense. But anyway, um, one particular day I was driving home uh, from work and it was raining and there's a light pole coming into my subdivision. And um, I pulled up to the, the light pole and I, and I sat there and I contemplated if I was going to hit it. And in my mind, it wasn't to kill myself, but it was to hurt myself in some form because in some crazy way, <laughs> you know, the enemy had fed me thoughts that, well, if you do this, it'll show him that he still loves you. You know, and he'll, it'll, you know, and somehow it's supposed to fix everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so 
and I'm a Christian, you know, at that mm-hmm. time, I'm a mature Christian in my mind, you know, and so it, it hit me. I'm like, I cannot believe I just had that thought. Like, literally, I am sitting at this pole contemplating if I'm about to run mm-hmm. into it just to see what, you know, and um, I'm crying even harder now at that point. And so I, I go into my garage and um, I'm crying. I let, you know, just subconsciously, I let the garage down. I never turned off the car. And um I'm just crying and I lay my head on the steering wheel and um, I start dozing just because of, you know, yeah, all of that. And, um, you know, long story short, my my phone rang one time. I heard it, but it was very faint in my, you know, and then it stopped and I think she called twice. I'm not sure if it was the same time, but anyway, I heard it again and I answered the phone. It was one of my girlfriends and she's like, I don't know what's going on, but the Holy Spirit told me to call you like right now. And so, I'm like, girl, I think you just saved my life. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I was very quiet um, about what I was going through on a praise team and stuff. I didn't even want to lift my hands on the platform because I don't want people to see I wasn't wearing my ring, mm. you know. And ain't nobody even paying attention, you know. Yeah. But in my mind, I just thought it was so magnified that everybody knew, yes. you know, what was happening. And so, um, anyway, so that's what the video was about. And she invited me to a service um, that Friday. Ended up going to the service that night. And, um it was about maybe four or 500 people there. It was a predominantly white setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the funny part, though. <laughs> um, and so, you know, my name's Kelly, and I don't meet a lot of black Kellys. But anyway, so the guy, um, the pastor that night, he's like, he literally stopped service. And he's like, there's someone here by the name of Kelly. And I'm worshiping, and so I'm listening, but I'm, I'm like, did this man, I, I think he just said my name, but I'm not really sure. And so he says it again. I look around and there's no Kellys coming in, like saying, mm-hmm. hey, I'm Kelly. Like literally out of all those people, anybody named Kelly but me. So I said, <laughs> okay. So I like raised my little hand like, yeah, I'm Kelly. <laughs> and so um, he prayed for me and he's like, you know, God gave me your name on Wednesday. This was a Friday night. He's like, God gave me your name on Wednesday. He told me like hands on you. Well, Wednesday night was the day that I came home and all mm-hmm. my ex-husband right. stuff was gone and all that stuff. And so I thought that was very powerful because the moment that, I mean, that is the moment that I felt mm-hmm. the most alone, isolated, nobody understands. And God had literally a complete stranger interceding for me. And I'm like, if that don't tell you about God's love, I don't I'm know what, to tell you. you know, so he didn't have to say anything else. He didn't even have to say, God's going to restore your marriage, this, 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 and this. That was enough to know that God knew exactly where I was in that moment and that whatever I was going through, he was going to work it for my good. And so anyway, my ministry, Dare to Worship, was birthed out of that. And so, um, and he just encouraged me in that to allow myself to be a blank canvas. That's the exact words that he said. Um, yeah. And to allow God to do what he was doing um, oh, wow. <laughs> um, in, in my life. And so I didn't know what that meant, but I just knew Ooh. I had to be obedient. I just felt something on that. So. You said the, the, the pastor said the exact same thing that he said at the beginning of this podcast, where yeah. he said that he a wanted blank, to just have a blank canvas. A blank canvas. Hey, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever heard you without outside of the video. Mm-hmm. Just, share it right so I'm sitting mm-hmm. here like and I mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like that's because when you listen to a story like that it that's encouraging to whoever would want to hear yeah on both sides of the ball mm-hmm. to wait mm-hmm. for God to finish a work in the person mm, that's good like for me I'm sitting here like 
You trying to think about where you were in that time? When well, that I don't even know. Like, in my mind, but I'm like, what if I would have rushed in someone else because yeah. I, I got tired of waiting? Yeah. But in my waiting, this... Was getting so, birth and cultivated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and, I, and I think mm. I might have told her, I may, I may have never told her before, but thank you for going what you for going through what you went through. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. for going through it. Because some yeah. people just stop in it yes. and they become something else. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, if you if you waiting on somebody, whether it be male or female, you waiting, just wait. Because at the end, the end result is something great. Now, it's not a complete finished product, but we we getting perfected all the time. Yeah. yeah. God, if you would have stopped at that pole and you would have, or you just fell asleep and just yeah. went on to be with you. But you just kept going. Wait right. for something. Look at all for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did it for me. Right. right. Shoot. Thank right. you for being my blessing. That's what you said. Yeah. Wait yeah. for something great. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it make you feel to hear that God was so intentional with you, Isaiah, to take you through the process that you were going through at the probably much like exactly when she was going through yeah. it and then to bring these two hearts together. How do you feel? I mean, it's humbling. It is because, I mean, in the same breath, he was doing the same for me. For Slide her. your microphone closer he was to doing, he was you. Doing can pull, you can pull it this way. He yeah. was doing the same for her. I mean, for me. Yeah. For me. You know what I mean? And I think ultimately, it's kind of like you want to control so many aspects of your life. Yes. You know, you want to, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to. Yeah. Deal with this. Yes. But it's the what you don't want to deal with that makes you the person that the other person is praying for. There it is. There it is. Because you don't know somebody on the other side of the town or stay praying for. <laughs> and you, I'm like, stop. Whatever you asking for, stop. Because I'm going through too much. <laughs> and then you, you know, and you often ask yourself the question, are you what the other person is praying for? Because everybody like, I'm praying for this. Or, I want this. I want this. I want this. But are you what that other person is praying for? I wish we can get like a calendar and be able to look at this was this Wednesday. I on August I the such and, such God, and then look what was going on in your life on that exact same day. And my mom always told me to journal during that time and I just, I didn't have the energy. I didn't have, yeah. and I didn't know what the Lord was doing. Yeah. You know, I didn't know yeah. that D2W was going to be birthed from that. Like, I had no idea, but yeah, she used to tell me, she's like, you need to journal, you need to journal, and I didn't do it, but tell, yeah, that would have been good. Tell people what Dare to Worship is. Um. So yeah, Dare to Worship was birthed from that, that space that I, w- that I was in. And, um, it really was kind of from a selfish reason. My, my church was having services in a, um, in, a, in a school at the time. So we were always rush our, not rush, but we had a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, for um, our worship times. And, and all I wanted to do was just lay before God. That's it. Because I felt like I was so broken, you know, and I'm, I don't even know who I am. And the only thing that I could think about was just worshiping God. Like that's who I am in my core. And so, I had to go back to that. And that's what the Lord told me to do. And I think what that did for me is really um, just submitting myself to him and to the plan, not even knowing what the heck he was going to do through it. So the first one, yes, definitely was for me. Um, And then three years later, the Lord told me to do it again. And I'm like, why? I'm good now. I don't need to do it again. (laughs) But this time, that's when he told me to share my story. And then that particular one, I mean, we went from maybe like, 500 people the first time to maybe like 1500 the the second time I did it once I shared my story and and it it wasn't like a a bashing thing it was more so like I can relate I don't care what kind of pain you've gone through 
you know, but this is God is a healer. He's a restorer. He's a redeemer of time. Like there's no time wasted or anything like that. And so, um, and if you just need a touch from Jesus, come on, (laughs) you know, and so, um, and so I would do these worship nights and we've been doing them um, annually and each year, you know, they're getting better and better and people, so um, she did worship nights with a bunch of celebrities. She's acting like it's just her and her homegirl sitting right. around singing Kumbaya. Yeah, yeah. No, she does these big old events. <laughs> Name some of the people that have been a part of your concert. Uh, Todd Delaney, Todd Tribbett, Chandler Moore, uh, Todd Galbert, <laughs> Travis Green, uh, Kiara Sheard. Talking about, uh, we just, we just be doing these little, these little events, you know, and we just <laughs> come together and it's, you know, we just sing But you know what, what? And I understand that we do use names, but I also wanted to build a brand where that people came for the experience, you know, and I, I wanted that to, to be it. Now, obviously, there's a, a, a drawing factor. Yeah, yeah. But um, the cool thing, and the Walls group, I don't want to leave them yeah, out. The walls. But, <laughs> yeah, the Walls. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, no problem. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, and I, I love the Walls. But, um, yeah, so it's like I, I wanted to build it around that experience. And the cool part about it is when those people have come, all the personal agendas go out the window. Like, a lot of times they haven't even done songs from albums or whatever the case is. Like it is really just uh, I, what I want, like to be like an intimate um, space with Jesus. Now the last one was a little lit, but I mm-hmm. think people needed that. Right, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about <laughs> we that. God knew, God knew yeah. what we needed, but, um, but yeah, that's what. So yeah, good transition. So you go into, no, let's take about a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, what month was that, that Isaiah came to Dallas, and you brought him by my studio to meet me. Was that November? I, feel I think like it was November. either November yeah. or December. I felt like it was around the fall in that time. Mm-hmm. Why was it important for uh, he and I to meet? I trust you. And that was a part of my, my counseling. You know, sometimes we have these, we're blinded by love or just, you know, just infatuated with the person. And you tell it like it is. You know, like, it, listen, if y'all know Terrence or not, I don't know. But um, you don't sugarcoat things. And I, and I want it, especially from a male's perspective, you know, like you see through the BS, you know, and you'll tell me. Like When I, I talk feel- to Isaiah, man, let me tell you something. When I said... I ain't Kelly. I done fell in love with him too. <laughs> and both of us done fell in love with him. Said, we, we, we all together. Them. That's what I told him. I said, we all together. Yeah. I said, I said, I'm telling you, if this dude do something to you, I swear, I'm just not going to be able to understand it. Yeah. He's going to have to yeah. see me. We're going to have to go talk because yeah. I'm not going to understand it. I can't you unpack it in my brain because I met this dude and I can see through some nonsense and this dude yeah. is a solid dude. Mm-hmm. He's just solid. And I said, Isaiah, please don't hurt us. <laughs> Please don't hurt us. Plural. Please don't hurt us. I said, this dude is so cool because I just talked. I just talked to him and yeah, and just how real and authentic he was. And he wasn't like, why you got me talking to the dude? I don't even know. I ain't got to answer nothing to the dude. He Mm -hmm. was just like. Let's talk. But she took yeah. me to the village. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to the whole village. Just a few. <laughs> Just a few. I call him my gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. You know, so cool. so Isaiah, why so how'd you feel when she said that she wanted you to talk to me? I said it's cool. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel threatened as nah. a man to be like, nah. why I, not? I don't think that's my wiring though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a cocky area. It's just not my wiring. It's like if I want to be with you, yeah. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that you have entrusted yeah. to guard you in some way. Let's go. And he encouraged it. Like he would, cause we were dating 
during a pandemic. So oh, like, yeah, sure would. all the hanging out and stuff. So it was a very, it was very few people that I actually brought him to because yeah. then that was our time. Like when he was here in town, yeah. like we didn't have a lot of time. So I'm like, I had to be selective in a, in a sense of who yeah. I would bring him to, but he would, he would always make time and always encourage it. Like, I want to meet your people. So Isaiah, from one man to another, man, when I say I love the way you love him, my friend, like I love and try not to get emotional. Don't start because do, you know that, we have been through some don't do that. And you get old, I don't have no kind of. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I know it. I, yeah, we just get emotional. Let me tell you something, Isaiah. When I yeah. tell you I love the way you love my friend, and when I say she deserves it, she's such a giver. She's such a loving person. God has gifted her with such. I mean, just to watch her even pull off Dare to Worship. But I'm going to tell you something. Why that's so important is that when I saw you functioning with her in that atmosphere, I saw God. I saw purpose. I saw destiny. I saw the reason why God has joined you two to be together. And I looked at this and I said, He's not intimidated by you not sitting up here like, well, you know, uh, all this attention is on her and she got this or whatever. You would turn towards her. I mean, you were serving her. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You were serving her Mm -hmm. in that atmosphere. And I said, ah, I said, because I'm always getting I'm I'm watching stuff. I'm always watching. I'm watching to see how you stand next to her, how you walk, if she introduces somebody, how you stand, how you're shaking hands, how you, you know, and you just like. Yeah. Like it don't even like you yeah. were so unfazed, unbothered. Like, hey, shine, baby, shine. And I didn't know. And, uh, I didn't really know that what the that, level of that or was she? <laughs> because we had a conversation prior some time ago. Mm-hmm. She was like, "I would love for you to come to Dare to Worship." Mm-hmm. This was, I, but I, I didn't even really know what that <laughs> what that you know was. What I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but to see it. I was proud. Like, yes. I, I ain't had nothing to do with it. Yeah. But I was proud. I was like, this dope. <laughs> like, I would buy the ticket. <laughs> exactly. Right? If I didn't know you, yeah. I would support you. Yeah. Period. You know, yes. but just to be there and to, and I think, I mean, sir, I, and I was just doing it. Like, this not to make me a stellar dude. I, If you love, and, and you're in a different headspace, after you come out of something, you don't know a lot of what you want, but you know a lot of what you don't want. Right? And I knew in the space of my life what I didn't want to deal with anymore, what I didn't want. But I knew a lot of that involved what I was willing to, my input. Yeah. So for me, I was like, yo, like to see her getting ready. I was taking video. She was like, yes. I was like, like, you need this for later. Yes. You know, she had a yeah. little call. I was like, hey, make sure you pop, pop, pop. He was doing pop. so much. <laughs> but I appreciated that because someone like me, because, I mean, he has a platform of his own. And yes. I will completely lose myself. I'll put myself on the back burner. To serve him. Just to, to serve yes. him. Yes. I can do it easily. Yes. And so it was really nice. See, that's what I'm talking about, that part. Because yeah. I watched you. Come here, talk. He just caught the Holy Ghost. Because I'm, I'm trying not to get him. I'm telling I saw so, so much. Okay. I see yeah. so much in those moments. Like, yeah. like I see what y'all don't say. You know, mm-hmm. I literally see it. And so, because I'm, I'm telling you, I was videotaping the process and I'm looking, I'm just looking at y'all. I was like, God, that's beautiful. Like, I, yeah. it's like I could see like this glow. I took a picture of Kelly worship. Y'all both was worshiping in this, in this photo. And I was like, that's what it's about right there. Like, that's what it's about. Y'all were both worshiping, eyes closed. I took a photo and I said, that's what it's about. And what I mean by that is the fact that y'all, 
are serving, I always say purpose partners. I don't want a wife. I can find wives at any Anywhere. corner. I can just, hey, you want a wife? Hey, just say I do. <laughs> I want a purpose partner. A purpose per partner is someone that walks alongside of you. They have purpose in them. You have purpose in you. But y'all purpose somehow come together mm -hmm. to fulfill a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw in y'all. And, and, and physically, this is what happened. She does this big, amazing concert. Todd Tribbett turning it up. Everything's amazing. Dope, 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 dope. The concert is over. God mm -hmm. moves on your heart. You go up to the stage. God begins to speak through you to bring about healing in the lives of people that were there. Mm -hmm. And you begin to start praying for this one lady at, at, at first. And then you begin to pray for this young girl who couldn't hear mm -hmm. and had, hadn't heard. And what, what was the issue? It was a long time. She, was a she had a little hearing aid. It was only... I only knew one, and she was the only one left there that night. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. And I didn't want to do it. I was trying to get out of it the whole time. She was like, you want to? I was like, no, babe. Why somebody else can't do this? <laughs> I was like, it's all these people. I was like, just let Ty end it. Yeah. We was in the back uh -huh. arguing. Like, <laughs> I was like, let him end it. And, and for me, I was just like, I just want to be here for you. You know what yeah. I mean? And then that happened, and. I don't know. I was honored to be. A when I saw that and I had my camera and God told me I was dis disobedient. God said, I want you to go stand <laughs> behind her, lay hands on her and you pray for her. I said, no, nah, I'm a videotape right now. <laughs> I can pray from right here. Uh, yeah, I said, God kept saying, go pray for her. I said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to record from right here. I'm good. Because back early in my ministry, I would go and lay hands on folks and do all of that yeah. and watch yeah. God perform miracles. But I was like, no, nah, I just, I just want to watch this moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I just want to watch it. And it was so beautiful because I was getting such a value in the fact that she had just did the concert and you had went to the back, didn't you? you I did. Yeah, she, she was gone. And then you were just right there and I was like, we could, we could do this all night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this is such a beautiful moment. But in that moment is when I saw how y'all's purpose aligned. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that's what it's about. Because mm -hmm. we always see the other part. We always mm -hmm. see the woman supporting the man. And mm -hmm. it was so powerful me, uh, powerful for me to see him serving you. And it was mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. So, uh, I mean, I see it. What made you and how did you transition from that date? What date was that? That was in May, May to what? 14th. Yeah. Yeah, May yeah. 14th-ish. <laughs> yeah. From May until the day you proposed to her. What day did you propose to her? July, July 3rd. Third. July 3rd. July 3rd. Yeah. This way. <laughs> you said you're going to do the 4th? Yeah, I was like, no. So the July the 3rd, what made you decide, Isaiah, to say, you know what, I'm going to put a ring on it? <sighs> Everything we just, we talked about. Like, I, I was talking, because I, I wanted to wait a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know where we were. I think we were somewhere. And uh, we were in Florida somewhere. Panama. Panama, Panama City. City. Yeah. And um, initially, just to be 100, I was like, I probably, because we set a date for 2022, mm -hmm. right? So, and uh, and one of my homeboys, he was like, bro, he was like, why are you waiting? <laughs> and he just asked me the question. He's like, you don't have to answer it. Hung up the phone with him. And I just said, why are you, why are you waiting? And in my mind, I reconciled that it was for people. Because people say, well, maybe he not ready yet. Or maybe it's not been long enough. So I'm like, well, maybe 22, 2022 will be long enough for them mm. to be okay with something that I already wanted to do. Mm. 
But then in me, I felt like God was like, that's not, that's not the reason. So like soon as I got that, <laughs> soon I was like, I said, come here. He's like, Kel, can I talk to you a minute? I'm like, don't talk to me. He's like, I talk to and you. I, I and said, I was, okay. Yeah. And we rapped and I was like, look, I don't want to wait. I said, because I'm not waiting for the right reason. Mm. I'm like, we, everything we want is in it. We, we have it. So for me to prolong it would just be ridiculous. So um, she didn't know when I was going to do it. Um, and on July 3rd, you know, everybody else knew about her. Yeah, he talked to my, he did talk to my parents. He talked to my daughter. Yes. Um, as well. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, everybody knew except me. So. I talked to him. I, th- I was hoping he was going to do it this, this one particular. Uh, we try, we, yeah, we're trying to work it out. I was. I was all involved. He whatever he you got to do. He I said, I got to talk on. to her mama and dick. I said, I said, go talk to her. Talk to her. And then right after you get her, talk to her. Let's right. go. <laughs> So what did you want him to propose on, on, on this, the podcast? I want you to do a podcast and propose to you. I said, and I said, I said, yeah. I don't know if she gonna like that. I told her. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want something private. I said, like, she like, said, I said, that ain't private. Hundred thousand people. <laughs> I said, Terry, I don't think she gonna like that. I don't know. If that's the good. I said. Well, I don't know. Just figure it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. somewhere else. Wherever right. it is, I record it. Just, just tell me what you're going to do. He said, yeah. I'm trying to do this. I got to get this ring. I'm trying to do this. But just figure it out. Just let me know. Yeah. Next yeah. thing I know, you posted something. I was like, you didn't even tell me what you're do. <laughs> I, was, I was halfway happy, yeah, halfway right. salty. Yeah, right. Man, sure. just, right, right. He's gonna tell me before he did it, but he ain't gonna tell me when he did it. Yeah. I said, boy, you can't trust nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust nobody. But let me tell you I was so happy for you and you just yeah. glowing. That's another yeah. thing. What was so important is how your kids get along. Yeah. Yeah. Why was that important for y'all? Um, we both just we don't believe in in step anything like, and we're very um, family oriented. And so for us, even before introducing the kids, we were trying to figure out like how, when and all that stuff, but it happened very organically. Um, And the girls, I mean, they talk on the phone. I mean, my daughter, she's uh, 18. Yeah. His daughter's 18 and my daughter's 11. Which, you know, she's not normally 11. Nah, you know? she's grown. They grown. Yeah. 11 going on. <laughs> <laughs> going on 19. <laughs> da, da, da. Um, so that's what I mean. So she loves the big sister element and things like that. And so, um, yeah, but they're, uh, we we used to laugh about it. Like, how did, did this really just happen? Yeah, they were on was, FaceTime yeah, one time. It was organic, yeah. Yeah. And the girls, London came in my room and she just lay in the bed with me and I was already on FaceTime with him. And so then his daughter came, I think he was on the couch or something. And so at that point, we all were just having a conversation. And I don't know how they exchanged numbers. I don't even remember how that happened. But um, yeah, it just happened. And so. So is that scary, though? Is it scary that y'all not engaged at this point? Y'all just falling in love with each other. And then now y'all about to merge these sisters together and y'all haven't defined what y'all are as far as husband and wife yet, or been even been engaged. Was that very, like very, and I don't even fragile. know if it was defined as Look, what I don't even remember calling I'm, each other boyfriend. I'm, I'm from St. Louis, so I'm gonna let my vernacular. That <laughs> mug was horrifying <laughs> <laughs> because you got to think of everything was going fast. fast. I came, I came to Dallas in October. Shot the content. Met her for the first time. November. I'm at her parents' house for Thanksgiving. Show us. That's what he came now, about. Now, 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 y'all got to help with this. Yeah. You no. take somebody, 
to your parents' house for Thanksgiving, that says yeah, this yeah. is important. It sure is. That's what happened. I said, Kay, are you sure you want to come to Thanksgiving? She was like, boy, nobody, nobody care about that. It was a I, pandemic. I'm I like, Thanksgiving is important. I said, it's going to be your mama, your daddy, your sister, and your cousin, and me. <laughs> and your dad, well, what, what, what am I supposed to say? She was like, boy, it ain't no big deal. I said, Kay, I said, maybe I'll come the day after. Yeah. She was like, no. So we got into it a little bit about it. So I get on the plane. Unbeknownst <laughs> to me, when I get off the plane, she tells me, you know, maybe this is plane, maybe this is too soon. <laughs> I said you could have told me that a long time. So I get to Thanksgiving, man. Listen, we in the circle. My mama, daddy, or sister, everybody saying they think before each other. I'm like, I don't even know these people. <laughs> what am I about this? You know, but it just everything happened. So and my really first time fast. coming to Dallas, though, to rewind. We said, I said, I wasn't going to meet your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to meet parents. parents. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. My first time here. <laughs> her daughter was at her mom's. Mm-hmm. Everybody was there. Kelly picked me up. She said, her mom called and said, the dog ran out of pee pads. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, okay, what does this mean for me? <laughs> So we went to PetSmart. We got pee pain. Yes, we did. But as we were driving, she was like, um, I just want to tell you that my daughter's at my mom's. Okay. The whole said, family's at my mom's. We pull up in the driveway. I said, I'm going to sit. Sit in the car. Yeah, that's the move. She said, you can't sit in the car. My mom, she's not going to like it. She going to... I said, she's not going to like what? She don't even know me. <laughs> I get in the house. Everybody. I met the daughter, the dog, the mama. My dad. Everybody. Everybody. Ain't so yeah, every, everything on. happened extremely fast, but <laughs> it would freak us out sometimes. Like, did this really happen? Oh, but you know. So from the day you met her face to face, and the day you proposed was a little over six months. Is that right? Yeah, about eight nine months. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because it'll be a year when we get married. It'll be a year. Yeah. A year from the day that y'all set eyes on each and other. Almost, yeah, almost yeah. a year to date. Yeah, you know, it don't take grown folk long to know. I say that no, all the time. Really grown, what I you say, doing? That's <laughs> what I say that all the time. <laughs> if you six <laughs> years. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> 40 years old, talking about it's going to take me six years to decide whether that's or not you're my like, wife. You know, especially when you've been married before and when you're a certain age, yeah. I just think you you know. And we talk about this all the time. If I could do it all over, I probably wouldn't have gotten married until my 30s. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, just to, let's take that pressure off. I tell my sister all the time, like, enjoy your life, live, yeah. you know. But sometimes I think it's just extra pressure. Um, but, yeah, it, things happen ex- extremely fast. We weren't necessarily looking for that, but that was just the pace that it was going. And, um I think it was like 30 days in. And I'm like, love you. <laughs> like, I love you. I don't know what's I going on. I said, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I looked at my phone. <laughs> what I do? Call I called me. you. <laughs> I said, you mean to send that to me? Scared <laughs> me to death. We said, you mean to send that to me? Scared me, man. But I, I, like, but, I love you as a person. Right. <laughs> With the love of Jesus. Right. <laughs> it scared me. But at the same time, it just felt natural. Yeah. Felt good. I think a lot of times we fight what feels right because we don't feel either it's too early yes. and we get that weird tension. We put the time limits yeah, on stuff yeah, that don't yeah. mean. And yeah. think about it. God said his ways are not our ways, nor his time, yeah, his, exactly. you know, our time. So it's yeah. like we we go into this human ideology saying that when you meet the person that you're supposed to be with, exactly. it, it, it should be like 
a Kairos moment that you have yeah. where you yeah. like, whoo, Lord Jesus, I'm in my before place. What is, yeah. what is, where did you come from? Instead of saying, all right, we're going to wait about two years because, you know, the people, you know, I just got a divorce yeah. about this. And they yeah. say, it's in a book that says you got to wait at least 365 <laughs> days times four in order to get a divorce. Well, well, before you move on from yeah. a divorce. And I just don't want, like, you just be making up these old crazy mm -hmm. rules that don't mean absolutely nothing. And I think and church then, people, oh, go ahead, boo. I was just going to say, well, we didn't find this out until later on, but. So the first day that I met you, he met my family. And so when my still sound great. When, <laughs> so when he talked to my parents about, you know, marrying me, my mom shared with him that the Lord has showed her the first she had a dream the same night that they met. And so she had been knowing this whole time, never said anything to me about it, but the Lord had already revealed it to her the very first day. And so I didn't know, but I knew that this was different. I used to call my mom all the time crying. She's like, what you crying for? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it just feels different. So I didn't know. I couldn't define it to say, oh, this is my husband. But I, I recognized very early on that this wasn't. Something normal. Yeah, this was a different. This was something situation. different. Yeah. Ah, this people, is something different. People, a lot of times, too, whether you're a Christian or not, if you've been waiting on something long enough, you're going to start praying to God. No matter if you believe you're a non-believer or a believer, <laughs> Lord, if you up there, help me bring this. And the problem, I think, the problem with the Christian, though, you've been praying for six years for a mate, but then when you get what you pray for, you want to run it through this thousand thing test for ten confirmations, and by the time it's gone, and you like, Lord, when you gonna send me? I just sent. I just. You done ran it off. You done ran it off because I think when you finally it scares people. It scares you. It is scary. It's yeah. scary. You've been waiting all this time. And then it comes. And here is what you've been praying for. Now you question God, is this what I've been? There it yeah. is. You know, so. Yeah. When is this date? When y'all get married? October 30th. October 30th. Oh, man. That's amazing. Yeah. In Florida. I'm going to tell you something that you did for me that you didn't realize. I said, Kelly, why are you? I said, you dating somebody that's that's long distance, and you you talking about you gonna move out there to Florida and whatever? I said, what are you thinking? Like, why I would you? Why would you do that? You was like, well, I, if it don't work out, I can always move back. You know, you said, we just dating. If it don't work out, you said, but I want to see what it's like dating while we live in the same city. And I was like. Hey, it makes a lot of sense, you know, because <laughs> in my shallow thinking, I have been blocked by saying I, I can't date long distance. Yeah. I'm not willing to yeah. do that. Yeah. And everybody that's on my podcast is adding a wrinkle in my brain. Conversations that I, that I have with my mm -hmm. friends is adding a wrinkle in my brain. Sure. And so the wrinkle mm -hmm. that you added was giving me perspective and a reference to open up my mind to say, stop with this absolute thinking mm -hmm. of saying, mm -hmm. oh, I can't date nobody long distance. God mm -hmm. be like, oh, but your, your wife was really, mm -hmm. they're not right mm -hmm. here right now. They're in a whole nother state. Mm -hmm. But they ain't my wife. Now the wife, you gonna bring me and mm -hmm. God be like, but you didn't know that I was gonna move them there on right. this date. And yeah. if I just need you to go do XYZ. Yeah. And so uh, thank you for adding perspective to that because you made me feel real immature with that <laughs> ideology. For real, you said all I have to do is just move back. I said, oh yeah, just because you move somewhere don't mean you can't move back. You know what I'm saying? I was like, but I was, I was opposed to it too. I told him like, I don't do long distance. Like, yeah. I just, because quality time, you know, is my love language. I'm like, how are we going to spend quality time and use somewhere else? Yeah. But I didn't really reckon quality time wasn't necessarily you being next to me all the time, yeah. even though physical touch is one of my two. But the time, just even over FaceTime, like the conversation, literally we would talk 
I'm talking about rotary phone with the cord. Be kicking. I'm on the bed like, can you tell me all about your life? Literally, that's how it And see, dating nowadays is totally different from way back when is that you actually have FaceTime. You can see Mm -hmm. the person. I don't know how people did it back then where you just talking on the phone or writing Mm -hmm. letters and all that stuff. And I I don't see how they did it. But yeah. uh, Or hop on the plane. Yeah. We we, we did spend a lot of money. Yeah. But, you know, he would always say it's an investment. Like, you know, it's an investment in us. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, but we did what we had to do, which made it know? even more important that 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 time span was short. Sure. Instead of just sitting up there, we've been doing Amen. this for three, four years. Oh, there's no y- way y- y'all get tired. <laughs> y'all be like, no. yeah, you yeah. be like, we flying for three, four years back and forth. Like, yeah, y'all might as well go buy airline because that's just <laughs> that <one. laughs> yeah, it's like it's like crazy. Well, let yeah. me tell y'all something. I really enjoyed y'all on the podcast. Y'all have been amazing. Thank y'all for adding reference. Thank you for giving me perspective. Thank you for allowing me to see yeah. what love looks like. Uh, thank you for allowing me to see what intentional dating looks like and uh, what it looks like to uh, have a purpose partner. And I'm just so I'm proud of y'all. I love the way y'all love each other. I love that y'all are competing with who can love each other the most mm-hmm. and uh, I speak blessings you, over man. your marriage I, I, I speak great exploits I speak that God is going to do something so amazing uh, through the work of your hands yeah. like what y'all have been able to do individually can't even touch what God's about to do with y'all collectively yeah. and it's going to be absolutely amazing the Bible says that one can chase away a thousand but two can set ten thousand demons to flight so just think about the ten times yeah. uh, what's going to happen with y'all it's going to yeah. be absolutely dope can't wait to see it uh, <laughs> October the 30th yeah. um, and it's amazing so thank y'all for being on the podcast. you know what I really enjoy when I get a chance to talk to my my friends on the podcast. A lot of y'all may not know, but I have a lot of my friends that come on the podcast because uh, watching their journeys really touch me and provide a reference for me as I manifest my future wifey. And uh, Kelly, she's one of those people I said that really, really deserve to be loved and to have what she gives out reciprocated. And like I said, Isaiah is such a dope, dope individual. And man, Isaiah, don't hurt us. Please don't hurt us. (laughs) Anyway, um, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I write a letter to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, I shot a wedding this past weekend. It's a great honor to be hired to document one of the most momentous occasions of a couple's love journey. My heart swells with sheer joy watching two lovebirds repeat vows to cement their agreement to stay together until death do them apart. The interesting thing is I was able to stay totally dialed in shooting the wedding without daydreaming about you until the couple performed a foot washing ceremony. I have never seen this take place in a wedding and I filmed many ceremonies. I don't know what it was in this moment, but I got... I got really emotional. The humility displayed in this act of love pulled my heartstrings. John 13, 1 through verse 17 illustrates the power in this act with Jesus washing his disciples' feet. See, Peter told Jesus, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus responded, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Hmm. My love, we will wash each other's feet in our wedding ceremony. We will wash away the trails of our past, 
We will create a fresh path that only leads to each other in our times of despair. Our feet will be veiled with the preparation of peace as we put on the full armor of God to protect our marriage. I humbly submit myself to you, your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.